All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, as usual, I'm Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, call games at WPTS Radio, and I am production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, Pitt gets a huge win over Syracuse. It was the big defining thing that Pitt needed to do. I said it, that Pitt needed to win this game to prevent that second half collapse or hopefully prevent it. And they did. So we'll talk about takeaways. We'll talk about what Pitt did to win this game. We'll talk about maybe things in the future that showcase maybe they could have success under Jeff Capel. And we'll talk about it all here coming up on this episode of Locked On Pit. You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As usual, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. I always appreciate the feedback. Like, subscribe, comment on YouTube, leave a review on Apple. Make sure you get those downloads going. Always appreciate it, folks. Always appreciate all the support I can get on here. It's great. The more fun you guys have with it, the more fun I have with it as well. And today we're going to have a lot of fun talking about this one because Pitt sends Jim Beheim packing and they defeat Syracuse. And they don't just defeat them. They, they do it pretty convincingly. 64 to 53 and in a game that I quite frankly just did not see coming. <laughs> this was one where from what felt like the, the the start of the second half when that horn sounded, that final 20, I don't know if I've seen Pitt play better basketball this year. That was really something special from this team. And we we talked about it where Jeff Capel in the second half of these of these seasons that he's had here at Pitt, what has happened every single season, all three seasons, they've collapsed at the end. You know, teams the team has wilted, the team has collapsed under him. Well, I'll say this. This team might be different in that regard. And when, when I'm talking about, you know, keeping Capel or letting him go after 2021, you have to you have to evaluate his whole season in totality because if he's getting more than the sum of his parts from this team and he can sell something to the portal kids and then to 2023 recruits as a result and and maybe he can win something here next year maybe just maybe Jeff Capel can salvage this thing and it's not going to be easy but again the biggest thing when we talked about what Jeff Capel had to do was you got to have something to sell right Guys have to be able to buy into something. There's got to be something that you're selling them that's going to help them. <laughs> in, a, in, in a team that doesn't quit in this ACC, a team that continues to fight, wins a few games, that's that's a big boon to Pitt. Like, that's something Pitt needs to do. And so this is really nice for Pitt just to see what they're doing, right? Just to see Pitt starting to build on things. Coming back after the worst loss of the season against Clemson, they could have easily wilted. This could have easily been the start of the midseason collapse. It wasn't, though, and they and they played a terrible first half, <laughs> especially offensively. I mean, they shot 21% from the field. Let, let's, let's not go crazy here. That's a terrible line. It's terrible. I don't care how you slice it. They, they were terrible in the first half. Pitt in the first half. Shot 732 from the field, one of 14 
from three-point range. They had eight turnovers. It wasn't good. But there were things that kept them in it. Their offensive rebounding was phenomenal today. Not only was their offensive rebounding phenomenal, but also in that first half, their defense was really sticky. And at one point, they were down by 10. They were down 21 to 11. And they ended that that half going being down by 4, 28-24. That's a really good fight. There's some really good fight in this team. And to, to not let your defense lapse there, it could have easily gotten ugly from there. It didn't feel like shots were falling. It didn't feel like anything was going right for this team. And as things started to pick up, you realize the defense was playing well. Everyone came in. They believed in what Jeff Capel was selling. And Jamaris Burton says much in today's press conference that, that you know, Capel was saying the shots will fall. Just play good defense. Bring them to the mud. Drag them to the mud, right? That's how this team wins. You drag them to the mud. And they did that. And I think to keep that 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 kind of level of consciousness where you go and you say, man, that that's – you know, we're down by 10. We just got crushed on the road to Clemson. We've had so many close games where we almost won. To not quit here, to really pull out a good win, to play, I think, the best ball of the year in the second half. Man, it's real. It's really good to see. And again, it's one game, but the Pete was energetic tonight. The student section, just, you know, the li- the lifting of that stay-in-place order, the, the, the zoo was jumping there felt like there was energy there and, and it wasn't a great crowd, but the students came out and it felt like there was some energy in the Pete. That was fun. Like that was, that was fun. And I think when we talk about guys that are fun and when you talk about the, the recipes for success of what Jeff Cape wants to do in the portal, you need to find more Mo Geese. Unbelievable player. This dude continues to amaze me. I mean, from tip to end, the only thing you could really criticize this dude about was his overall shooting ability. He started out pretty cold from the field. But this dude ended up playing, it might have been his best ball of the year. I mean, he was he was phenomenal tonight. He, he needs no endis- endorsement from me. But Moki was amazing tonight. A double-double, 19 points, a career high at that. 10 rebounds. Three really key blocks. Mogi just understands the intangible part of basketball. He's he's the type of four that, that Pitts needed forever. Because he can play a three. He's 6'9", but, man, he's a special player, isn't he? <laughs> a 6'9 player with guard-like skills. I mean, this is a guy that that continues to amaze. It has, it, he's such a raw player. He's got great length, though. He's got, even though he's frail, he's not really he he doesn't shy away from physicality. He he actually goes to it, and I think that's something that you also admire when you talk about Mogi. His ability to shot create, the ability to stretch. He didn't stretch much today. Only had one made three. But also his presence under the basket, understanding how to work the baseline, the elbow, different places in that paint area. He is the guy that is the outlet. People know where he's at. <laughs> he's a dangerous weapon. He goes up with reckless abandon. And he's a great free throw shooter. So he'll get fouled a lot when he goes up for those dunks. He's a guy 
that quite frankly was just so good today. People were just feeding off him, feeding off him. The energy the guy plays with on the defensive end, on the offensive end, the ability to shot, the ability to move off ball. He's a great cutter. I think he's a great off ball cutter. He's got great handles, and he's he's a highly intangible player. I think Jeff Capel called him a gym rat today. Said that he's a guy that comes in, and has a set schedule, sets the tone for the rest of the guys, and they feed off it. And you can see they do. Because this is a guy that really comes out here and plays the game the right way. He he, he creates things for other teammates. When the, when other teammates are in trouble, he knows where to go. He makes it to the right place. He doesn't play out of control. He makes the right passes. Mogi has been, quite honestly, if you look at the portal, if you look between the portal and recruiting and you look at, hey, here, here's your consensus, here's your... You know, what, what everyone was thinking of everything. The the top find of Jeff Cable's career was Justin Champagne, a three-star out of Brooklyn that turned into an NBA player and an absolute stud, an all-ACC player. Number two on that list, a, a kid out of Stony Brook that really I don't think anyone saw this coming from. Moogie's a legitimate ACC player. This guy's been phenomenal. And when Pitt looks back at this season and, and they have at least three wins on the conference record when maybe people expect them to go winless. That was a legit talk point. Is Pitt going to go winless in the, in the conference? Bogey's a big reason why. Just a really different player. Even when Pitt was good and they had guys like Dewan Blair and, and they had Sam Young and they had very talented guys at the four and the five, they didn't have guys like this dude. He's a different type of player that, I just haven't seen come through this program. Mogi is a very, very different type of player. And I think, you know, Jeff Cable is going to look for someone like that, but unbelievable player, great paint presence, wouldn't let – the the paint was literally so hard for these guys to score. Jesse Edwards had a solid game today, but nothing great. I mean, eight points, considering what he had done this year, and, and especially over the last few games – Mogi really did a nice job against him. So did John Hughley. But Mogi, as a defensive presence and as an offensive presence, as a cutter, as an off-ball guy that understands spacing, as a shot creator, as a big guard, essentially, just to create his own shot, as a guy who can work through that high post, there's so many different things he can do. There's so many different options this guy opens up. Special, special player. Um, and I think he's got going to be a guy that gets international looks for sure. Could go and get a look in the G League. He's a guy that's got tools. He's a guy that is fit for the modern game. He's a really solid player overall. But there's plenty of other contributors that contributed to this one. This was a real team effort for Pitt. But first, let me let you know about Get Upside. Because, hey, Pitt fans, this is Nick Fairbairn with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. So the cash back is added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account. PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. 
that means there's new year's resolutions and as we get to the end of january i know you are still working hard to try and keep those new year's, new year's resolutions and if anything is about eating healthier or losing weight or any of that sort built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar maybe even better than a candy bar and you need to add it to your plan because built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution and it tastes so good you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars that taste like chalk that are waxy and overall just aren't appealing and so if you want to eat healthy but it gets so boring you might be thinking this is it, but Built Bar can keep you in there because Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate, but you get all the benefits of an actual protein bar. Low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. Compare that to a candy bar, you'll get more of all of that and less protein. You get all the health benefits of a protein bar while getting the taste. And trust me, there are so many different good flavors, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. And Built is always come at, coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. So here's the offer, folks. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% order. 15% off your order. So use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Here's we continue to talk about Pitt's big win over Syracuse. This is a game that was so much fun to watch just from the second half. The first half, it was not. That was an ugly game. By the way, how far has Syracuse fallen? I mean, for Pitt to shoot 22%, 21.9%, to be specific from the field in the first half and only be down four, man, Jim Bayheim and, and those guys have a lot to figure out there up in Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. Because, wow, was this a bad reflection on them. But Pitt played their best ball of the year. This is not a team that should have cracked the zone, and they did. I think the biggest thing for me – was just watching how this team passed the basketball around in that second quarter. Like, this pit doesn't move the ball well. And in the first half, they did a terrible job of it. Because they were moving the ball essentially around the arc as if it, there was no purpose. To it. You know, it, they, the shot clock was getting down to 30, and they had to throw up a lot of shots. In the second half... Everything had a purpose. You know, you were penetrating to the high post trying to attack something. I like the adjustment to put Femi Odicali up there in the high post. I feel like with his physicality, with his length, he could burrow down low, create opportunities for other guys, dish it down low, and he created a few shot opportunities for himself and opportunities for others. But everything felt just deliberate. It felt like there was a concrete plan. I don't know where that came from, but Pitt has not passed the ball as well as they have in any other game than they did in that second half against Cubes tonight. It was everything had a purpose to it. And and here's the, the stat that I, I'll throw out there that I think is so important for Pitt. Look at their first half and, and what they actually had. Pitt in the first half, eight turnovers, four assists. That's not good enough. Straight up. When you look at the second half, though, only five turnovers, 11 assists. The passing was phenomenal. And those assists came from many different areas. Jamari's Burton was phenomenal when he was breaking into that zone. Absolutely great job by Jamari's Burton to find the open men. I thought John Hughley 
I thought John Hughley really played within himself today. You know, talk about you want to talk about unselfish basketball. He's the star of this program right now. He could have easily kept feeding it up. And he realized early in the game, you know, hey, I'm struggling here. This is not going to be my game. And they kept feeding attention to John Hughley. But he kept staying within himself, staying composed, and finding the open men. There were a few dishes to Mo Gee that were wide open, a few quick dishes to Burton, who then gave it off to Gee, who, or who gave it off to Isaiah Kuda in, in the corner. Hughley really played within himself. He crashed the boards with a purpose. He played well on defense. There was a lot of good to take away from this game for John Hughley, and I'm impressed by that because a lot of the stars, when, when they when they don't have their game going, will just force it. They, they think it will come eventually. But Hughley realized other guys on this team, like Gee, like Zaykuda, like, like Burton, were playing well, and, and they were playing better than he was today. And maybe the scoring wasn't what he needed to contribute. Maybe it was the boards, and he had a great game on the boards tonight. I mean, you want to talk about this dude crashing the boards. How about eight offensive boards and ten defensive rebounds for a total of 18 rebounds? Career high for John Hugh. A really good game for him. And he was a guy that that really felt like, you know, taking that wind off where, where you look at him and said, he wasn't the star tonight, but boy, they couldn't have done it without him. Without him crashing the boards, without him fighting on the defensive end, without him making those composed passes to guys under the basket who then either scored and or dished it off to others. The Hughley Burton Gee is a Cuda connection was great tonight. And and you didn't see as much of that from Odu Cali today. Again, when he was in the high post, I thought he did a really nice job. He didn't have a good game today, Odu Cali didn't. I'm um, on the offensive end at least. I thought he played well defensively. He's still a pest on the wing uh, as a defender. You, you are not going to put him through screens. He knows how to fight off ball, fight, scrape over the top. He's physical enough to where it becomes a really tough time to dribble drive on him. He gets in your way. Odukali's not fun to play against on the defensive end. But this is a guy that they didn't need today. They could have needed him. But everyone else stepped up. And... John Hughley was one of those guys I thought that stepped up. We talked about Mogi. What a phenomenal game from tip to finish, even in the first half. The only thing I criticize is that his shots weren't falling. Outside of that, what was what was actually the issue for him? He was so good today. Mogi was great. I thought when you also looked at other guys, you know, you got quality minutes out of Nate Santos off the bench. He played a good game. Like Nate Santos is a guy that Gave Pitt seven good minutes today. And and he he did really a nice job on the defensive end. You talk about what veteran presence can do to a basketball team, it filters down, right? It's 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 a chain reaction type of thing where you see the vets doing it, and as a young guy, you say, I'm gonna do that. And Nate Santos closed out on a few threes, contested a few threes, did a really nice job down low. Uh, he not, didn't allow penetration. Nate Santos gave him really quality minutes off the bench today. And so did Noah Collier. He had a really nice pass that allowed things off, a really good rebound. They got good They got good contributions off the bench. Now, it didn't come in the scorecard, and as you will see, they, did, they all had zeros, but it was a good game for those guys. And I thought they gave them really quality minutes. Again, though, we got to talk about Onyeze Kuda in this game because I thought he was honestly outside of Mogi. 
the guy that impressed me the most of the game of his life. But let me let you know about Bet Online because Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started, and that's a promo code locked on to get started. You'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using our promo code locked on. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and USC, right to your favorites, Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts all right folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast currently discussing Pitt's win over syracuse and, and this felt like a game where onyeze kuda earned his keep right i i i love onyeze kuda because Jose Kudo is a guy that, when you look at, at his game, he shouldn't be good. He's 6'1", if even. He was a walk-on. No one thought he would play. And he gets thrust into this situation because Sabani tears his ACL. Horton gets suspended. And he's giving you games like this. You want to talk about a game of a lifetime. Three huge three-pointers, especially down the stretch. The two three-pointers he made in the second half were massive. He's always open in the corner. You got to just hit the guy. And and if he can do this in the future, boy, look out. But also, he's a busy bee defensively. Wow, did he make some great plays defensively in terms of getting steals. Three really key steals. And there was one where he rushed up the court from behind Buddy Bayheim and just stole it from him. Complete hustle play. And some of the rebounds, I remember distinctly there was one where he went up against Jesse Edwards, you know, the, the big man for Syracuse who had nine boards tonight, he hops over and he just grabs the ball like it's nothing. The, the ultimate grit type of guy. The type of guy you want to build your program on, right? You know, show them Onyeze kudos. Like, that's the type of guy that I want on my program. And now, you know, I don't know if you can build off of that in terms of just pure talent. Because, again, oh, is it was a good play. It was a solid player. But he's a, a guy that ideally wouldn't be playing as much as he is right now. But this was one of the best games he's played. You could see the mentality he brings. He he just helps his team out. He's given them really quality minutes. And it's 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 good to see. He was great on defense as well. It's great to see what Onyeze Kudo can do. Because the guy is a real busy bee. The guy is a real hard worker. Sets the tone. He's that type of guy. And, and that's the type of guy, when you talk about the mindsets you want to build throughout your program, that's the type of guy you want. Because Onyeze Kudo, man, special, special game tonight for him. Thought it was his best game in a pit uniform. Thought it was the best game today. He he had a few great passes. And overall, the guard play today was really good from him and Burton. And let's talk about Jamaris Burton because I can't forget about him. When we're talking about in terms of, of guys that you want to point at that could potentially allow Pitt to win next year. And, and you know, when, when I'm talking about Capel being back next year, I, I got to talk about pieces. You, you think about Horton, Hughley, Odukali, maybe an outbreak from Jeffress, Santos, 
Collier, someone like that. You think about guys like that. But I think the first guy outside of John Hughley that I think about with, with Gee not being back is it's Jamarius Burton because I, I've seen enough of Nike Saban. I've seen enough of Ithiel Horton. I've seen enough of all these guys. The best guard on this team, regardless of who had been healthy or not, is Jamarius Burton. He's a really good basketball player. The type of cerebral basketball player to run the point guard position right now, again, he's not even a natural point guard. He's a guy that can run the point, but he's necessarily he's not necessarily a guy you 100% want running the point, right? But this is a guy that is such a, that plays at such a high level that you can honestly just look at it next year. Look look at the look at the leadership he brings. Everyone, honestly, like when you look at leadership skills, this is the guy that that this team is leaned upon. His cerebral nature, it, it's just is great. He knows to take good shots. He's not an elite shooter by any means, but he is their best shooter. And he made a few really key threes. I mean, a huge second half for, for Jamarius Burton. 17 points, 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. 5 of 8 from the field. And boy, great passing all around by this guy. I, I thought Burton was phenomenal in terms of just passing through the zone, understanding spacing, getting into open guys. He had a really nice dish, uh, two really nice dishes down low to Gee. Had a really nice dish out wide to Zay Kudo. Uh, this is a guy, though, that people will give him his props for his mid-range jumper, which is a lost art, for his free throw shooting, for his ability to hit clutch shots, for his leadership ability. Let's talk about this dude's defense. Buddy Bayheim in the second half, like the first half for Buddy Bayheim, 14 points. The second half, he had 11, but 4 of 11 from the field. This was a guy that really did not play well in the second half, and it was because of Jamarius Burton. Jamarius Burton stepped up on the defensive end in the second half and completely shut down the Bayheim brothers. I mean, what a performance by Jamarius Burton defensively all around. He's really proving himself to be a keeper. And next year, I mean, Capel continues. And this is what I talk about for the future. When you look at guys like Burton and Hughley, and you talk about retention, right? You got to retain those guys. But when you, you look at a guy like Burton, and you look at a guy like Hughley, and you look at a guy like an Odukali, and you look at some of the pieces they have, yes, they'll need transfers. Of course they will. The transfer portal will be huge for this team. But they can get Sabondi and Horton back next year. Like There's a path to this team winning. And that's why I, I wanted to say, like, on Monday, like, let's take a, a level-headed response to this. How does Capel end out this year, and does he have something to sell to, to players? If they could play like this more, and they can end the season with a few more conference wins, and they can not fall apart down the stretch, and they can string together a, a nice little end of the season. Like they, they can have things to sell guys. They can have things to sell to a legitimate point guard. Like you will come in here and you will be the point guard. You will play with that guy, Jamaris Burton. You'll be able to dish it down low to John Hughley. You got to retain all those guys, but understand you have things to sell there. If you can end the season well, like there is a path to winning with this group. And so I think that's the thing here. 
you you can see the potential with the team right now. The, the talent isn't completely there, but they have a few good pieces to where you could build a 2022 roster on them. You could mold a, a realistic ball of clay and do something with it. And a guy like Jamaris Burton, that's the type of guy that, that's going to really set that tone and, and be that leadership, be that culture builder. He's that type of guy that when you look at Pitt and why why this capable of Al is so muddy and why it's so hard to, to kind of fill out what, what Pitt needs to do, it's because of guys like this. And then Jamaris Burton is so good. He's the best guard on the team regardless of injured or not injured. Man, really good basketball player. Jamaris Burton is very legit. All right, folks, be back here tomorrow. As always, here on the Locked and Pit Podcast, always appreciate you guys for listening. Like, subscribe, comment all on YouTube, leave a review on Apple. Always appreciate all that, folks. As always, though, hail to Pit.